Hello, and welcome to the 76th episode of the Not Your Mama's Gamer podcast, a podcast where we talk about games and gaming from a feminist perspective. My name is Samantha Blackman, and I'm an associate professor here at Purdue University in wonderful West Lafayette, Indiana, where I talk about, read about, write about, dream about, amongst other things, video games, video games, video games. And I am joined tonight by two of my fabulous podcast and blogger, uh, podcast co-hosts and bloggers, uh, Alex Lane and Charlotte Hyde. Hello, ladies. Don't uh, you dare introduce me as Alex Lane. Redo. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mea culpa. As Dr. Alexandra Lane, PhD. Dr. Alex Lane, PhD. <laughs> because Either. Alex successfully defended her dissertation this week. I can't believe I'm standing in order to do this podcast. Amazing. You're, you're standing? I just mean like alive. Oh, oh. I was like, that's going to be tiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not standing. But I am Dr. Alex Lane. <laughs> Dr. Alex Lane. I'm thrilled to be here. I couldn't be happier. Um, I did my I did my dissertation, my PhD, which is in the past now, on uh, uh, women in the video game industry and procedural ethics. Uh, so that's that's what I do. That's my introduction. Uh, I'm a doctor. I have a PhD. So um, <laughs> you also might see me eating some Indian food tonight. I have some Indian food. Um, <laughs> You're also going to notice that I'm outside because I'm on my neighbor's internet. I'm going to do the best I can. So, that's me. So, hopefully your neighbors don't watch. <laughs> she hopefully say, they do watch. She was feeling great. <laughs> I don't know what this is. If it's paneer or a potato, but it's amazing. <laughs> Charlotte. Okay, I am Charlotte Hyde. I am not a doctor. I am, however, a doctor. I am a doctoral candidate, which is also a semi-recent development. So that is very uh, exciting. I study uh, professional writing and games, sort of on the side, but getting you know more involved. Further down the rabbit hole. For, yes, that's what I was yep, going for. Further <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Well, it. it the reason I say that is it kind of, it kind of ties into our topic tonight as yes, of when my aha moment was. So, well, all good. right. So let's uh, get to it, folks. We'll do a what you play, what you read, and what you're drinking uh, this evening, and uh, then we'll jump into our topic that we're really excited to talk about tonight. All right, um, and since uh, we have a Newly doctored doctor in the house, Alex Lane. <laughs> Furthermore, who knows how long the stolen internet's going to last, so let's move it along <laughs> from my side. It's also my 100% my fault that we didn't have our podcast out today and record last night. Um, we had my dissertation party on Tuesday night, and I fell asleep at 8 o'clock last night, and I had dropped my phone in water. <laughs> uh, the toilet, the toilet. So I didn't have a phone. I didn't have anything. I was very exhausted. I fell asleep. I slept through the podcast. I'm, I'm very sorry. So I'll, I'll go ahead and go first um, tonight. So uh, I'm playing uh, Plants vs. Zombies. I also started playing Titanfall, um, which I hadn't played in the beta, which I know is sort of old news for people. Um, 
but it's been amazing. Um, I really like it. Uh, I like first-person shooters. I always have, but it feels like this one does what Call of Duty has been trying to do for two iterations, which is like do something new. Like they keep coming up with the same first-person shooters with new features, but it's never a new thing. And I feel like this is really makes it a new thing, you know. Um, so, um, so I've been enjoying it at least. I don't know. It, it's probably short-lasting, but I do enjoy it. Uh, and then I've, of course, been playing Hearthstone like crazy. I made a, a new deck. I made a, a Dragon Priest, um, which has been my... It really, like, I was waning from Hearthstone because I was super bored with it. Mm-hmm. I was excited about the news of the expansion that's going to have, like, kind of an RPG element, right? And, like, yeah, that's going to be a it. blast. It, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be what? A blast. Yeah, I thought you said a bull ass. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not familiar with that phrase, but <laughs> I think it's going to be amazing. Um, but I was totally bored with it until I made this new deck. I think it because it's, I think because it utilizes all my amazing cards, like all my best cards, because that was my thing. I spent like a billion dollars on it and I bought all the best cards, but like most decks only use two or three. So you really only get to use like one really good card a game. But this, this deck, it's like, Good card after good card after good card, and you just crush people. Although, of course, I get crushed sometimes. But, um, but yeah, I've been playing Hearthstone a crazy amount, and it came out on the iPad since our last podcast. Um, so I've been doing it on that quite a bit, which is very good. Um, but I actually haven't played a, a whole lot new. Uh, I bought the two expansions for um, Kingdoms of Amalar, uh, the Dead Dead Kale and Teeth of whatever because they were on 75% off this week, so I got them each for two bucks. Um, so I finally bought those. I also bought um, an indie game that I've been dying to play. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. Um, and I played it, and I w- it was fine. Um, I'll get to it in my indie game of the week segment as soon as I bring Steam up here in the background. <laughs> but uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the name of it was. Clearly it didn't make an impression, but that's what I've been playing. Ah. Nice. Charlotte, would you I'm like a doctor, to go next? By the way. What? Would you like to go next? Oh, you are a doctor, by the way. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so, well, despite the fact that I promised I wasn't going to uh, buy any more games. Yes, you um, did. <laughs> I somehow walked out of Target with a... Sam, you don't get to judge anybody. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I walked out of Target with a new console instead, and some games. <laughs> but, anyway, I went to Target. I love my Vita, and I, I really... From that, realize that I love handheld games, like really love handheld games. Mm-hmm. And at Target, as you may know, they have a whole uh, aisle full of handheld games that I couldn't play. So I rectified the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Indeed. Uh, so the game I well, I got I originally bought Super Mario 3D World because part of the reason I wanted this was because Mario is pretty nostalgic for me. Um, which I really liked Super Mario 3D World, but, you know, just having one game isn't good enough, so I had to go back and get another one. Um, and I went and got Luigi's Mansion, which I have been completely addicted to since I got it. I really like Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I only played it on Sam's for a couple hours, but it was very fun. It, it is, is very a lot fun. of fun. It's just, it's so cute and cartoony, and he's scared all exactly. the time, and it's just, it's just like, it's so fun. <laughs> have you guys seen the video, the video of, like, how... The, like it's like called like the realistic Mario game, and it's like Mario runs up and he smashes into the block and then he falls on the ground and he's like, oh my god, my head, 
oh my god, and he sits up forever, and he's like, ouch, ouch. And then Luigi comes out, and he's like, no, no, it's fine. And he jumps into it, and then he dies. He breaks his neck. Oh my god. Pretty funny. The only part of Luigi's mansion that bothers me is that occasionally you have to suck the dog up into the little thing. Aww. And I don't like that. The dog always gets to be let go later, but... I was like, but he comes back. But it's just, the, well, the first time it happened, I was very distressed. I was like, I don't want to put the dog in the vacuum cleaner. But then he came back, so it was okay. Yeah, and he comes steal stuff from you between, um, between plays. Well, yeah, if you die, he'll bring you back, but... That's why. That's, that's also why I was sad to, to suck him in the vacuum cleaner because he's helpful. Yeah, he's, when he's not stealing your shit. He doesn't steal my shit. When does that happen? Oh, never mind. I'm I'm yeah. already. I'm almost in the last, the second to the last world, and he hasn't stolen anything from me. Well, well I mean, have... he steals like the keys and stuff. I guess I should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's just like. Then I just have to chase him around and suck him back up in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Fair point. But he's so much fun because he wants to play and stuff. So anyway, I'm totally uh -huh. addicted. I've I played played quite a bit. So cool. Mm -hmm. Is that it for you? Or are you still uh, playing others? Uh, I'm, that's it for me. I'm still on a hiatus from Raymond Legends. So. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Um, I've been playing uh, more bravely default. Um, because as with any good JRPG, it's going to take me 500 hours to complete it. Um, actually, um, I'm on the fourth of four crystals um, to uh, reactivate um, in Bravely Default, and then I'm sure there's, there's going to be this uh, huge boss battle afterwards, and I'll have to go on a journey to find this boss that I'm going to have to battle. Um, but uh, So I'm probably... Oh, more than fifty, less than seventy-five percent done. If we if we count that last big battle that I'm sure is coming, because it always works that way. <laughs> um, it's like I got four things to do, and you're like, here's the fourth one. I'm done. There's like, now you must journey to the other side of the world and do this other thing. <laughs> um, that's the way it works. So I know this. I fully recognize this, and that's what I'm waiting for. Um, I have also been playing um, Elder Scrolls Online still and more. Um, and my internet had been, see, we, we've all been having internet problems. Thanks, Comcast. Yeah, uh, my internet's when, been going about, about every 20 minutes, so we'll see. Well, my, Mine got better after this morning, thank God. Well, I needed, it turned out I needed a, another new modem because, you know, it's only been a year since I got the last one. Um, <laughs> So apparently it was time for a new one. Uh, is that you know my internet was so spotty and so laggy for the last couple of weeks that it didn't occur to me until my modem went completely out that it was probably my modem. So I had been playing very little ESO, um, and all the folks that I was playing with have like out leveled me. What about all the drama with that? What was going on with that? Well, that was the um, there was the exploit in the guild bank that if you put stacks of stuff in your guild bank, it was a it was a dupe bug, so it was duplicating the stacks of things. So you know, it was just making stacks upon stacks upon stacks of stuff, um, and you know, basically making everything in the game freaking worthless because it was you know just making a billion of them as long right. as you 
stacks in your guild bank. So um, earlier this week, uh, they uh, shut the guild bank down. They shut guild banks down. It's like, okay, we're going to fix this because this is breaking the game and nobody has a bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw that coming when I first when I because it's kind of like been a known exploit for a while, uh, but when it all came out, I was like, yeah, now that it's out, they're gonna have to shut the guild banks down, um, and that's exactly what they did. Um, so yeah, that was what, what that was what what was with that. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Hearthstone. Uh, P got sick last week. Um, and um, as with any sick small child um, who has to stay in bed and, and watch TV and play video games, she also wanted her mama near. Um, so I had to stay near her with her, um, and uh, which meant playing lots of handheld games and uh, lots of Hearthstone. So I've been playing lots Shoot, of Hearthstone. Life's hard. Life's hard. Um, and, and at the same time, hoping that, you know, when my kid did puke, she didn't puke on any of my devices. Um, That's all we can never ask for, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, finally, I started playing, because everybody knows that I was, I was truly and completely addicted to, well, not as much as Sarah, uh, Animal Crossing, uh, both on, on the DS, both with this iteration and the last iteration back in, what was it, like 2004, 2005. Um, so uh, this week, um, Disney came out with their own kind of, what people were, say, were saying is kind of a, um, the Disney version of Animal Crossing. It's called Disney Magical World. Um so I just wanted to check it out, because um, <laughs> you know, like I said, it's another Animal Crossing. I will play whatever it comes up. Of course, um, of course, because I'm crazy. Yes. Uh, and uh, so I've been playing Disney um, Magical World, which, oddly enough, the way that I want to describe it is, it is a RPG trainer <laughs> for little kids. Um, because it's all about the mechanics of RPGs. Um, you've got fetch quests, you've got escort quests, you've got, you know, you've got farming, you've got leveling, um, you can't go into certain regions, not because you'll die in this game, but because they're locked until you reach certain levels. It is all RPG training. It's exactly what it is. Um, so interestingly enough, um, I've been playing that, and and you'll hear more about it tomorrow. Um, but it is a lot of fun. But oddly, I keep expecting Mickey Mouse to tell me to go out into the forest and kill ten bunnies, um, <laughs> <laughs> which has yet to happen. Um, but they will tell me to go find things in the forest. So, uh, but nobody's told me to kill anything yet, um, and that may be the downfall. Yeah, because you know I like to kill things in the game. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is what I've been playing, um, and that's been fun. So 
Here's the fun part. What you been reading, folks? That's not the fun part. Yeah. I'm not been reading anything. <laughs> reading. Oh, yeah, you have just nothing you want to talk about, apparently. Nothing I want to talk about. My dissertation, lots of stuff for that, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm sort of in fiction mode right now. So. What you reading, though? Anything good? Uh, Paper Towns by John Green, I think. You know what I started reading is a Carmilla. It's like a gothic novel. Has anybody read that? No. Mm-mm. It's like um, it's supposed to be like Bram Stoker for lesbians, is what the what they say. Mm. It's like this girl who falls in love with this other girl, and she's a vampire. I don't know. Oh yeah, this is a vampire lesbian. Vampire I lesbians. Check it, I might have to check it out anyway. I like well, it's vampire only, lesbians. It's only ninety nine cents on Kindle. Um, and I watched a movie today because I've been movieing quite a bit, and I watched a movie today that, like, the girls, it was, like, this all-girls school or whatever, and, like, this crazy girl who was killing everybody, but anyway, in it, they got um, assigned to read Carmilla, so that was my, I'm, like, three-quarters of the way through it. It's it's good. It's short. It's it's very it's very interesting, so. Huh. I'm going to ask you again what, it, what, the ti- what the title is so I can look it up on my Kindle. Uh, the title is Carmilla. <laughs> C-A-R-M-I-L-A That's right, yep I'm going to write that in Write it down Okay Well, I I've been reading a lot of um, Comics lately Let's see, At least it seems like um, I actually have been um, still. I'm still reading uh, The Fables comics Because they're a lot of fun um, and uh, probably why I enjoy The Wolf Among Us so much. Um, so I've been reading comics. I've also been reading lots of um, text about video games, but not video game books um, or game studies books, like Parents' Guide to Minecraft, um, and I've been um, reading the big uh, Zelda, what is it, the Hyrule, his, the History of Hyrule book, the big hardcover one. Um, and I got a new um, Elder Scrolls novel. Um, so I've got a lot, I've been reading lots of books um, that are written about and all kinds of other interesting ways about games. Um, because I'm teaching that uh, games writing, writing games course this summer, this, uh, hopefully. Um, <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Um, so I've been doing lots of reading in, in those veins. And it's been a lot of fun because it's not my kind of usual kind of video game reading. It's not theoretical. Um, it's just about games and from a layperson's uh, perspective for the most part for the last week or so. And I've been having a lot of fun doing that. So, yeah, I think that's about it. And you know what else I've been reading? And I've been reading this one for a while, but I keep forgetting that I'm reading it. Not because it's bad, let me say that, Um, but because um, it's, I don't know what it is about it, but um, Austin Grossman's You, 
Um, it's the book about the uh, guys working in the or people because there's a, there's a woman as well working in the video game industry, um, and kind of they've grown up together and gone to yeah you know, gone to high school together, kind of gone their separate ways, and now the, this one guy comes back asking for a job, and he comes back into the company that these folks have created, and they're gonna you know ultimately create this game that's gonna be like kick ass, right? Um. So it sounds like a, a, a dungeon crawler is what it sounds like they're making. But um, so yeah, I've been reading that um, off and on. So we'll see how that works out. Mm. Yeah, I think that's about all. That's about all I'm reading. Now here's the fun part, Alex Lane. <laughs> what are you drinking, Doctor Lane? <laughs> Um, Dr. Lane is drinking some white wine, a little bit, which is, which is very unusual for me. And I'm also drinking some lime sparkling ice. What? Lime oh, the ice, ice drink, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sparkling I thought ice. you meant like actually sparkling ice. And I was no, 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 not actual <laughs> ice. Because if they're sparkling ice, I need to know about this. This is, this is the name <laughs> like, of the drink, not actual ice. sparkling ice. <laughs> I, I wish. Love, I love sparkling things, as we know, because I'm actually drinking. Well, I'm what? sure you've had this. I'm sure what? you've had this. Yeah, That's well, I'm drinking. I had it at your house yeah, the other day. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yes, I have had it. But I'm drinking wine and sparkling water. Shocking, I know. Yeah, that's the first time I, I've had it. Is Not that your house? The, the sparkling ice stuff? The Moton sparkling ice? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, Charlotte, what you drinking? Wine, you said, oh, sparkling, you said wine water. sparkling water. <laughs> Duh. I want beer, but I don't um, have that. Well, last I had night, enough beer for the both of us, so we're good. <laughs> Thanks. She took one for the team. <clears throat> so last night when we were supposed to record, I was drinking something different. Um, but tonight I am back to my usual. And I know I said last time I was a well, it's different. I told you I wasn't gonna drink out of a red solo cup this week. Yeah, so I thought she was drinking beer because that looks like beer. It is not. It is a sneaky sneaky. I believe you. I just when my 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 mind that wants beer sees beer. I am not classy enough to pour beer out of a bottle into something. Are you kidding me? I don't either, but my mother does. She can't drink it out of a bottle. I was like, I even drink out of a growler. Are you getting just like? <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh is it raining where you guys are? Not it's yet. supposed to be my rain. I'm way south of you, so it hasn't so, rained here yet. It looks like it's about here almost. Crazy. Well we'll see how this goes with me recording outside. At least it's not snowing. That is an excellent point. That is. It was snowing last week, so Oh god. Don't mention that. I'm just it saying I back. I wouldn't be surprised. It might come back. Hold on. Hold on a second, y'all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Alex. Indeed. Yes. Sam said you, you might have the scoop on some gluten-free beer. Uh, I do. Uh, the best gluten-free beer is called Omission. It's the, it's the only majorly available beer right now that... Um, uh, 
here's what they do. So most of the gluten-free beers uh, brew it in, with sorghum. Mm-hmm. And this this beer, um, they regularly, and then they extract the gluten afterwards. So it's much, much better. Um, so that's, uh, it's absolutely my recommendation is the uh, omission it's called so so okay. try try that if you're gonna try a gluten-free beer don't do the red the red bridge is terrible it's a uh, advisors gluten-free beer it's very gross um, but if you're gonna do gluten-free I mean booze and booze and uh, wine are really the way to go yeah I mean I don't know I don't know Unless if you can get omission omission is very good I don't even know if that's the problem, but it just gives me horrible um, heartburn for days afterwards when I drink beer now. So. Right, exactly. I thought I'd give it a shot. You you definitely should if you can find an omission. Otherwise, it's not worth it. It's very well. You, I guess that's in my opinion. Like the beers taste more like a cider than anything. So I like cider though. So. See, I don't you like ciders. Yeah. I don't either. So you might dig it. They're very sweet. Just don't go into it thinking this is going to be a beer. I know. <laughs> Because it's not. Because it's not, yeah. All right. Oh, while we're on the what you playing, what you ple- what you reading, what you drinking thing, I have to show these. Why? Because they're 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 neither <laughs> books nor video games, but they are very geeky in nature. So, <laughs> a couple of months ago, I signed up for Loot Crate, mm-hmm. and I, I I really liked the first couple of crates that I got, and I was like, but really, I can't just get uh, as you see behind me. I collect toys of all kinds. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. No, yeah, not at all. Shockingly enough, yeah. <laughs> and I have like shelves of toys in my office at work too. I actually had to clear. I actually had to clear more books out of my office this week to make room for new toys. toys. Oh dear! I have to do that in my Lego room. Like I have to find places to put my academic books so Legos can reside. There you go. So, um, so I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna give up on this loot crate thing because there's really only so many um, toys that I need, and I really do like. Everybody knows game T-shirts because uh-huh. I wear one like every day because I've got a million and a half of them. Uh-huh. Um, but then they made the announcement that this month's theme for loot crate was dragons. Who, in their <laughs> right mind, is going to cancel on dragons? Um. I don't know that I care about dragons. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. And um, I just want to share that. Uh, that's okay, I know. Terribly, terribly wrong with you. Uh-oh, I think we lost Alex, but yeah. we'll see if she comes back. Um, so I got my loot crate, and I got two of the cutest things. Luckily, there was no T-shirt this month, or I would have been wearing a dragon T-shirt. But, okay, so I got two things. I got a... Elder Scrolls Online figurine. <laughs> right. Can you see him? How cute is he? He's, he's cute. the Nord. His little helmet comes out. And then you can put his little helmet back on and he's ready for dragon duty. Alright, cool. Because he is dragonborn. Um, and he, oh, I think my cousin got the same box because I've seen this before. On yeah. So, and he has an axe in one hand. He actually has a sword in the other hand, but it's in the other room. Um, and then he has a sword in the other hand, and he is ready to battle dragons. That is awesome. That's it's not Legos, awesome. but... It's not Legos. Okay, so, and then that was one. That was my uh, Elder Scrolls Online dragon thingy. And then they also sent a... Um, 
a mystery box from Game of Thrones. Okay, I love Game of Thrones. The books and the and the series. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so if you're gonna send me Game of Thrones, you either have to send me um the imp or the mother of dragons. Otherwise, okay. I don't care what else you send me, I'm gonna be deeply, deeply disappointed. Um, so I was really hoping for the Mother of Dragons, and guess what I got? The Mother of Dragons. The Mother yeah. of Dragons. <laughs> My cousin got that one, too. I was jealous of that one, I'll admit. I'll and admit. look how cute it is. Okay, look. See? For those of who are listening and can't see it, so it's this yeah. little um, Daenerys uh, figurine, um, and she has a little dragon resting on her arm. Aw, that is so yeah. cute. You are very jealous. I, actually, I am because my cousin got it. And I don't get into dragons, but she's my favorite character in Game of Thrones. So, <clears throat> And you can't, you cannot beat this. Right? See? So, nah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I take it back. She's, she's awesome. And this is the and this is the one that you can only get in the mystery box because they have mystery boxes for Funko figurines just like they have for Legos. Yeah, it'd be cool if the loot box had Legos, then I would be all over it. Well, you know, I they may somewhere. Hey, maybe I could start my own business. I could do that. You could do a Lego box. I could. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm gonna call them up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think as long as you you can call as long as you call it something else, you can put Legos in it as long as you buy Legos because you're just redistrib you redistrib redistributing them at that point. That's so, true. Yeah, I'm really happy with my little mother of dragons. Um, so we'll see what comes next. Um, and I'm I'm gonna try to cancel again next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bad bad thing. See, I want to sign up for it, but I don't need extra toys. I mean, it looks like a toy store already in my house. So. Well, you think mine doesn't between me and a five-year-old? I, I know, but I don't even have a five-year-old. I can't even point my finger anywhere. Well, you know what? Let me tell you something. Mine, mine still looked like a toy store before she came along. What, what happened is for a while, she just started coming in and stealing my toys. <laughs> well, what's funny, too, is my mom came to visit me a couple of weeks ago, and when she left, she was headed to get Legos when she got home. <laughs> So she actually she bought a set, and she liked it. Legos are good. Yeah. Yes, they are. So. Awesome. Well, let's go through while we're waiting for uh, to see if Alex Lane gets to uh, log back in. We'll go through some quick news this week. Um, we've already talked about a little 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 news item um, that was eat. ESO's dupe bug. Um, and then we have a couple of other things, um, including the fact that, so we have play, uh, PlayStation Now that's being beta tested right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's come out in the beta test that PlayStation Now is going to have a rental system. So they're going to rent games as well as sell games. Right. Uh, which I think is absolutely brilliant. I do too. <laughs> It is only it only makes sense, um, and it's something that I've been saying for a long time in terms of like Xbox Live and uh, PlayStation is that they you know they sell these games if they want to make additional money 
because you know they're like people are like well they'll lose money no no mm -hmm. no you really won't right because people who really want to play a game for you know 40 50 60 100 hours are not going to continuously rent a game no uh, and even if they do <laughs> you know if you're trying you're to make money <laughs> you're going to make money and you may make more money than you will selling it to them right it's just yes. like redbox right cuz you go to redbox you're like okay i'm going to rent this game it's 2 bucks a night right so if you're playing, you want to play that game, say, 100 hours. Unless you're really playing 10 hours a day, if you're only playing three hours a day, it's going to take you a month to, fin to play that long, and you, still make, uh, and you still make the price of the, the game to sell the game itself. So you're still making money. And what difference does it make, right? So you have that going on. Um, and then you also get people who would... Um, rent the game just to try it out because you really don't get the real feel of a game from a demo because the demo may or may not um, start at the beginning. Right. <laughs> that drives me crazy. They just throw you into the action and I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to do this. And right. I want to know, know what the story is. Like, what's happening here? What's going you on? don't know the lore. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which is why I, I rarely play demos. What I actually do is I'll go rent a game. Uh, from Redbox to see if I want to play it, or I'll rent it from Gamefly, um, and then just keep it, right? Yeah, yeah. And that happens to me a lot. I'll rent a game from Gamefly, and I'll be like, okay, I like it, and I'll, you know, click the little keep it button, and then I buy it, and I don't have to send it back. It only makes sense to do that kind of thing, because I'm sure there are tons of people like me who do the same thing, right? And if you offer them, I mean, seriously, Oh, absolutely. I think it's if, fantastic. If PlayStation Now, if Xbox Live did the same thing with game rentals, I would drop my Netflix, I mean my Netflix, my Gamefly account. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I don't generally use Gamefly to play a game and send it back. I use it as a testing service to see if I want to keep the game, buy the game, keep the game, and send it back. Uh, well, you know what? I might keep Gamefly because I, I rent a lot of um, DS stuff because... Um, Kids DS games are really sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I was really scared when I bought Luigi's Mansion, but I really wanted to try it, and it looked really cool. And you recommended it, and the lady at Target recommended it. But I was yeah. still, ner I was still nervous. I would rather play a demo or something first mm -hmm. to make sure that I didn't just throw away, you know, thirty bucks or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And it's, that's that's a, thirty bucks is one thing, but when you're talking about Xbox or, or PS3, you're looking at sixty bucks. Right. And that's right. a whole that's a whole other ballgame. That's a whole other ballgame. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, and and that will increase the number of games that I buy digital dis distribution easily, easily. And Xbox is gonna have to follow suit real quick with that one. Yeah, and I was reading too that right now they're not doing it for the Vita, but for me, when it does happen on the Vita, it will be like a godsend because, as I've talked about before, Vita games can go terribly wrong. Yeah. And I want to know that before I spend even thirty bucks on it. Right. I mean, but see, what that what that means without being able to rent it is that you just buy fewer Vita games. Right? It's like, well, yeah, I don't... I'm, not, I'm, I'm not scared to buy them at all right now, so at least they're getting their rental fees. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, really, right now, ever since the, the whole uh, Lego Marvel superheroes thing, I'm sort of like, I'll just see if it comes up on PS Plus, whatever it is. Right. Exactly. And then I'll play it, so... <laughs> um, so and then I th and I've always wondered if if 
I wonder if this is connected in some way, but I've always said that if this starts to happen, it will be connected. Um, GameStop is closing 120 stores. Yeah, I saw that. And focusing on mobile. Which but is 120 nice. stores is not really a lot because it says it's they have not. It's not. But I. But I've always said if um, PlayStation and, and Mac, Microsoft get smart, they'll put GameStop out of business, right? If they start renting yeah. games. Right, where people yeah. can try them or play them short term, um, then game that people don't have to go. People will be less likely to go buy used games or buy games and then sell them back. Right, well, that's true, and it might also be really excellent for indie uh, games, like mm -hmm. with, with the Kindle books. You can get a sample of whatever, and then you can decide if you want it, which might make people more interested in who aren't already right. on board with indie games more interested in playing them. I mean, because some of the best games that I've played in the last couple of years have been indie games. Absolutely. I mean, and there are a lot of people who don't play indie games either because, one, they don't know that they exist, or they think that indie games are lesser games than AAA titles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, some of the best games that I've played have and I've been... I've found that uh, the, the case with Kindle books, anyway, is that when the Kindle came out many years ago now, I, I was skept uh, skeptical of indie books, but the transition in there has led me to literally be very, very skeptical of best-selling books. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like them. I stay away from them unless there's a lot, a lot of really good reviews. And usually they have to be from people I know because a lot of those best-selling are just formulatic, you know, same old, same old, which we see also mm -hmm. with video games. <laughs> the same thing. Oh, yeah. And with, with the indie, indie games, you get more... I don't know. I think more originality sometimes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, I mean, because, and we've talked about this before, because they're working with less of a budget. They don't have a gazillion dollars to work with, so they're forced to be more creative um, and to do more cutting-edge things with less, and that gives you some spectacular kind of cutting-edge game mechanics that you really don't get with AAA titles. Because you know, AAA titles are afraid to try new things, right? They've got to—they know that they still gotta sell, you know, ten min, ten million units, right? Yeah, um, or even just great stories that that the AAA titles don't always pay attention to, right? I mean, like, right. Like, what comes to mind is Lone Survivor, which maybe maybe doesn't have great mechanics, but the story was sort of blowing me away, <laughs> just like the oh, way yeah. it all works out. And I was like, this is not what I expected because it, it looks terrible, and a AAA game can't look terrible. No, but it can't because you, you can't sell it. No, but I was so I was I was way more mesmerized by Lone Survivor than I had been in a triple A game in a long time. So, I mean, and then triple A titles try new like I said try new things, and it's something that I mean I'm sorry indie games try new things. That's why we get these really kind of narrative heavy um, games that may not look at or use game mechanics in the same way that we're used to. Right. right, we get Gone Home. We get um, stuff like you know the Telltale games, right? We right. got The Walking Dead. Now we've got um, The Wolf Among Us. We've got you know even Borderlands and Game of Thrones coming out by Telltale, right? Oh so yeah, I didn't know that. Borderlands? Yeah, they're doing a Borderlands. Oh neat. That's gonna tell the story, right? It's gonna be a prequel that's gonna tell the story. Um, oh. I mean, it it, it, start, it all started way back in the day with, uh, way back in the day, 
<laughs> like it's so long ago. What was that like three or four years ago? It was heavy rain. Uh, was yeah. heavy rain, right? And um, was it that wasn't independent, was it? No, I'm just talking about the new game mechanics, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with heavy rain and people saying it's not a game, it's not a game. Um, but we've had yeah, so four years ago. Um, it, so now we've had other other games that are going this way that are using game mechanics that are not the traditional game mechanics but are focused heavily on the narrative and are still immersive and interactive experiences, right? Which of course and, I love. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people love in their in their gameplay. Is I mean we play games especially with people that I won't say just people who play RPGs, but especially people who play RPGs are playing for the narrative, right? Yeah. You know, otherwise, why would you sit back and read book after book in any of the Morrowind games? Right. <laughs> because I'm very uh, guilty of doing that. So, yeah, that's always a lot of fun. So, oh, man, that's news. Hold on, we got one news item. Oh, no, two. Um, so, counting back days now. Um, a little over a week ago, um, the guys at Ubisoft were um, live streaming some gameplay and playing around, um, and then one of the devs danced off and came back with this huge poster um, that revealed the rumored um, new design for Jade from Beyond, for Beyond Good and Evil 2. So yes, apparently Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not dead. Um, and not only is it not dead, but we now now know what Jade is going to look like in Beyond Good and Evil 2. I literally um, be the, the, the worst person to be on this with you talking about this. Because <laughs> you never played Beyond Good and Evil? No. It's, the most, it's one of the most awesome games ever. You should go and play it right now. I Actually, feel like it's... It, in fact, I feel like I own it on, on Steam. I know I do, but I own it. I own it on something. Oh, I own it on Xbox. I was going to say, they re they re-released the uh, HD version on Xbox like a year or two ago. Um, and it's yeah, a good game to play. Yeah, it was, it was really cheap. You should actually check it out. It's a really great game. And, I, and you, because I know kind of the kinds of games you like, you will like it a lot. Well, as it happens, um, summer's happening very fast. So Summer's happening. And so with <laughs> summer happening, you definitely need to go ahead and... Uh, Play and play that, and be ready to play uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 when it comes out. Okay. Um, rumor of the week, which actually makes me very, very, very sad, um, because I was very excited, <clears throat> and now I am less excited, because the rumor of the week is that Batman: Arkham Knight may have actually been delayed. To 2015. I so hate it when that happens. And that makes me sad. <laughs> um, Not that it was a good game, but I remember when Dead Rising 2 was coming out. They uh -huh. delayed that stupid game. Like every time I was fixing to come out, it would be, oh wait, it's going to be another six months. Well, I mean, delays happen, right? And and I know this, but it doesn't stop me from being sad because I'm still waiting for Watch Dogs. I know it's coming next month, but I'm still pissed that it didn't come in November that I didn't get to play it at launch with my Xbox. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. I understand that they're sad. Very, very sad. 
And I'm I'm sad about Arkham Knight. I mean, because you know what? They showed me it was like, hey, Batmobile. And I was like, okay, I'm all in and ready now. Just tell, show me where to sign up. Show me where to pre-order. And then now they want to come back and say, now i got to wait until next year. Not like I don't have a billion games to play that I'm already behind on. I have fallen so behind in my gameplay um, this semester. Um, and now I'm starting this new research project around Elder Scrolls Online, which means I'm going to fall even more behind in my single-player games. Um, uh, so I guess I can wait. Maybe I'll be caught up by 2015. <laughs> you won't be, please. Look at you talking I to. I don't even know how many games I have. I know. Ridiculous. I can't. It's my fault because I can't slow down. I'm buying stuff. Yeah. Well, I have uh, tried that for a little bit. At least a couple of days. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> At least a couple of days. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I wrote the thing on Wednesday and bought the 3DS on Friday. Yeah. Well, that was that was a couple of days. That worked. Well, yeah. Just think about what you could have bought in those couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't say I, I regret it though. And I, I'll admit though, when I first opened the uh, box and fired up the 3DS, I almost immediately returned it because resolution is really important to me. And I, I knew it was going to be bad because uh -huh. it's Nintendo, but I, I didn't know how bad it was going to be. And I was like, I can't do this. But then I thought, well, let me just fire up a game and see what happens. And then what happened was I compl completely forgot about how bad it looks. So. Uh huh. Well, you know what? It's because it, it's because it's different. It um. It is not the. It's not supposed to be PlayStation re resolution, because you're playing different kinds of games. So the games that you play on it, like Luigi's Mansion, like Super Mario 3D World, look uh, 3D Land. Look um, but they they aren't uh, PlayStation. They aren't Vita resolution. Right. So and that's what. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say because that's what I my, the conclusion I came to after I was playing 3D Mario World is that I immediately forgot it looked beautiful. Uh, the 3D doesn't bother me like I've heard it bothers other people. So other people say it gives them a headache, but I've never had a it hasn't hasn't been a problem for me. But so the 3D part's sort of cool, especially in Mario. But um. I don't know if it, it has plays as much a role in, in Luigi. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only thing about the 3DS with the 3D um, is that occasionally they will have those games that you have to play, um, you have to turn the 3D on. Um, and that one is, one of those is uh, Zelda, Legend of Zelda, the, the new one. Um, Link Between Worlds, is that when you're in some of those dungeons, because of the depth, um, and they, they kind of do, they do like these Escher-type um, maps in order to actually see whether a level is above or below or to the left or to the right of another level and so that you don't walk off into an abyss and die on a bed of, of sharp, sharp spikes. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like... I feel like it's sort of necessary with the Super Mario 3D because sometimes if you don't have it up high enough, I can't tell what I'm supposed to do. But yeah. I'm just I'm just happy that it doesn't give me a headache because I've heard people say, "Oh, I can't play it for more than 30 minutes," and apparently I don't have that yeah, problem. It does. So. 
well, I when I have to turn it on, I turn it on as as low as I possibly can and still see the depth, mm -hmm. um, and then I turn it off as soon as um, as soon as I'm done with that section because it will give me a headache. Yeah, um, it doesn't and, bother me at all. So. And you know, part of that might be the fact that I need new glasses. Well, I, that maybe I just got new glasses. I don't know. So I, I did have some struggles at first with you can't really move around a lot because that'll be weird, because then it like distorts the screen. Mm -hmm. In a way that doesn't happen yeah. on, the, it, on the Vita, you can move around all you want. The screen stays the same, but <laughs> right, you have to edit it like dead on, or you can't see the, you can't see the depth of the 3D, which is you know another issue. Yeah, but I sort of got used to it. Sort of. I mean, I got used to. I guess what I really got used to was it just getting distorted sometimes. Yeah, because I move around. That drives me crazy though, because then you're seeing two of everything. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, stay still. <laughs> I don't know. I still love it. Yep. I'm glad. I don't feel bad now for encouraging your uh, craziness. Yeah. You didn't encourage that purchase. I was just, you know, you go to Target and you go to the Vita games and they have the sad four games that are the same as every uh -huh. time I go to Target. And then every day I would have to walk by the 3D aisle and it's like, oh man. Yeah, there's no aisle. <laughs> yeah. And not all of them look interesting, but enough of them do that it's it, it was distressing. So. Yeah, they they get you. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And I they still, put it over I, next to Skylanders. I still don't have an Xbox One, and I refuse to get into Skylanders. So. Um, well, I feel like Skylanders would be like a whole other Lego thing where I'd have to keep buying and buying and buying and buying. Well, yeah, because they come out with a new they come out with a new Skylanders every six months. Because now they came out they they disc, finally discontinued the Skylanders Swap Force, which had been out what less than a year. Um, and now they have uh, they've announced what their new Skylanders line is going to be is like Skylanders traps or something. So now they come and you can put them in traps or some craziness. Yeah. So and this is like the fourth. Is this the fourth iteration of Skylanders? Skylanders, Skylanders, Giants, Skylanders, Swap Force, and yeah, now Skylanders. That's sad that I knew them all. And now Skylanders uh, traps. So yeah, they're worse than the uh, the Disney Infinity. But you know what? I have to say, they're more fun than Disney Infinity. Um, because you know they're all made for kids in many ways. Um, but the Skylanders, adults can play and have fun. Disney Infinity, we collect those because P likes them, and they're and a lot of them are Disney characters or Pixar characters, and she has fun with them. But they're not fun for me. Yeah. I do not have fun playing those. Um, and to to a certain extent, because she's used to playing um, not not mature games in terms of mature content, but in terms of mature sure game mechanics yeah. after an hour or two they're not a whole lot of fun for her so you know you pay $13.99 plays with it for like an hour or two um, and maybe we'll go back to it once you know once she forgets um, or to put characters together inside of a certain world but we really don't get much gameplay outside of maybe three four hours tops out of each character um, so I really don't, I don't just kind of buy them 
willy-nilly like I did with Skylanders because I would play with the Skylanders because I'd play Skylanders and I'd be like, look, I need a second water character to do this. <laughs> and I would like leave and go to Target and get another one. Well, that's I'd what I'm afraid that of. That's anything. what I'm afraid of. I do that with Legos. If yeah. there's, new, there's a new Lego, it's, I'm, I'm acquiring it. Dang it. Yeah. It's not a good situation. So. so. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> At all. Well, it's a good situation. But we'll see. <laughs> so um, Alex Lane is still trying to get back on because uh, as she was worried with the rain, it seems that she has lost her neighbor's internet. So now she's trying to log back in with her phone somehow. She's trying to download uh, Google Hangouts for her phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's dedication, Alex Lane. Um, so we'll see how that works out. Um, and if she comes back. But we're going to go ahead and get started with our topic of the week this week, which is one of the things we thought about um, sharing uh, with everybody was uh, kind of our aha moment. Um, and the way that the aha moment has been discussed and described um, amongst our little group is kind of that moment that made you realize not only why game studies um, as cultural critique are necessary, but why we do game studies as cultural critique. We individually, mm -hmm. right, or as individuals. <clears throat> um, and because you probably heard <laughs> me talk about it um, in bits and pieces beforehand, I'm going to go ahead and wait to go and, and ask you, Charlotte, what's your aha moment? Okay, well, uh, sort of what I was alluding to at the beginning of this episode was I... I don't know that I consider myself somebody who studies games yet, but I'm getting more and more interested in it. And when I first met you, it was sort of like, oh, game studies is fun. You're trying to ruin games for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but then, um, then Tomb Raider came along. So my aha moment is fairly recent, I guess. When they, I feel like they sort of took it too far with the first scene that I'm apparently the only one who ever failed at. <laughs> <laughs> and they the guy said, Shh, it'll be over in a minute. Yeah. And that was that was my aha moment. So I, I have to preface it because it, it's not that I didn't care before, it's that I didn't really want to think about it. But there was mm -hmm. no there was no getting past that moment in, in Tomb Raider. And the one that came after it, the bigger one. So yeah, I mean, because there, there were, you know, there were multiple kind of rape scenes um, in Tomb Raider, um, and they were glaring. Um, there was no getting around them. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I know that when the big one was revealed, when they first revealed Tomb Raider, and people went, and people went ape shit, you know, um, Crystal Dynamics, the reps were like, no, 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 that's not a rape scene. That's not what it's going to be, right? And I was like, yes, that's exactly what that is. But then to see that it actually happens multiple times um, in the same game, it's like, now how can they actually, how could he with a straight face say that's not what that is um, when, one, it had already happened at least once beforehand and it happens later in the game as well, right? You have those mm -hmm. moments. Um, and interestingly enough, it's always brought about by a fail state. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and 
it's pretty horrible. It is pretty horrible, and, and you know, I'm not that good at gaming, unfortunately. And so the, the fail state of the big rape scene, I had to play through, I don't even know how many times before I could get past it. You know, so it sort of does make yeah. you think, you know, what, what kind of dedication is that? What, I mean, I had a lot of a reason to play it at the time, but I could sort of see how somebody might put that down and say, that's enough. I can't, I can't get past this, and I can't watch it anymore. So. Yeah, I mean, because I, I can't imagine having to have play that scene multiple times. I did. Like, I don't even know. It, it had to be like five times or, or something. Yeah, I cannot imagine. You know, and that's, and that's, um, and see, that was an interesting conversation. I don't know if this, it was a conversation we had on here, if we had that conversation. I had a conversation somewhere else recently was when we were talking about um, the reason I quit playing Red Dead Redemption yeah. is that because there's the, there's the scene where the, um, the woman from the brothel is being raped and murdered in the street. Yeah. Um. And they were like, well, you know, but if you you have the ability to save her. And I'm like, but, that's but I better. didn't. Right? And it should not be that. Why does she if, need to be saved? Exactly. One, why does she need to be saved from that in the first place? Yes, it was the Wild West. Maybe you shoot her in the street. People got shot in the streets. I wouldn't mind that. Um, you know, I don't mind women, you know, getting killed in the same ways that men do, but don't sexualize the violence, mm -hmm. right? And and don't try to make it titillating, right? And don't uh, and don't <clears throat> make it so pornographic, and yeah. not you know porn, pornographic in the in the traditional sense, but pornographic, right? Well, and that was my my other aha moment, which came after. Tomb Raider with Heavy Rain, even though I played Heavy Rain prior to Tomb Raider, but that was back yeah. then, and I didn't want to think about it. When you had said, there's a rape scene in Heavy Rain, and I was like, no, there's not, because to me, it didn't read that way until I thought about it that way. Because to uh -huh. me, it, it looked like she was getting robbed, or they were trying to kill her, or whatever, but when you, when you, when you watch it again, it's obviously, I mean, it's at least sexualized, whatever's happening there. Uh -huh. so, in a way that doesn't need to be. If, it, if the same scene had had a man in it, they wouldn't probably be in his underwear and on the bed. So, right, and and thrown about and yeah, yeah, yeah it w it wouldn't have happened in the same way. I mean, I'm okay with violence. Trust me, I'm more than okay yeah. with violence. <laughs> but yeah, it it doesn't need to be sexualized in that way. Um, and and. So many games tend to do it, um, and and you know we we see it in a lot of media that kind of surrounds geek culture, um, because we were we were chatting online last night. Um, Sarah, who's working diligently to finish one of her final papers of her undergraduate career, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, I had said I said I was watching an, an anime, a new anime. I started watching a new anime. Um, Sword Art Online, which is actually about an MMORPG, um, and she goes, "Oh, that's the one." And we, we remember we talked about uh, we had a couple of a uh, couple of episodes ago when we talked about um, kind of our breaking points for certain things. Yeah. Um, where we and she talked about a specific anime where there's a tentacle rape scene. Oh yeah. yeah. And up until that. <laughs> And she goes, that's the one. And I'm like, what one? She was like, 
the tentacle one. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, which is sad because I was kind of, I was on, I watched the first couple of episodes and I was, and, and this is not to say that I won't continue to watch that anime, um, but I will probably skip the tentacle rape episode right. um, to be, to, to be, you know, to be sure. Um, and uh, and then she also kind of warned me that season two gets worse than season one. Um, mm. And, and it, you know, there's the question. is like, okay, so here's this game. I mean, excuse me, this anime about people who get trapped in a video game, right? And they become their characters, and their characters become them. Mm -hmm. Um there is one at this point I'm a couple of episodes in there's one main well she's not in she's not the main protagonist um uh, but she is she is there's one female character who has a significant role and I'm sure she's going to be the tentacle raped one right because everybody else has been male so far and you can see kind of female characters as basically what you would call NPCs kind of thrown about um, you know, even if they are considered actual players, they don't have speaking roles, and if they do, they're just kind of ambient noise. Mm -hmm. um, so you have this one who kind of, and and it's almost as if she's being punished because she's a true badass. She's going in, and she is just as good of a player as the male characters. Um, so it's been interesting because it's like, okay, so she's now going to be punished for being that character. She's now, because, you know, girls aren't supposed to be good at games, so how are we going to punish her? Tentacle rape. Right? right. <laughs> it's like, it's the, yeah. only, it's the only way to punish her um, is to put her in her place. And, you know, and, it, and you ask yourself over and over again, why do we keep seeing this happen? Why are women constantly um, put back into their place. We see it with Laura Croft. Um, we see it with the female journalist in Heavy Rain. Um, we see it with, you know, all of these different characters. It's like, you want to put a woman in her place because she's been too mouthy, too nosy, um, you know, too aggressive. Um, male characters have to objectify them in some way and or threaten or commit rape. Yeah. And those are aha moments, right? Yeah, and I mean, it even obviously extends outside of the game, too, because I keep thinking about that video I wrote about. And also sort of what, what Sarah wrote about today was, was the, you, you just can't get away from it. You Google anything, and it's something like that is going to be the first thing that comes up. Right. And that's... I mean, go ahead. It's just like, it's it's frustrating to even try to, to, to do any kind of search on anything that has anything to do with women and games without it becoming something you have to look at something that's disturbing and insulting. Right. And, and well, and degrading. Yeah. I mean, and... Yes, all of those things and, right? Because Sarah and I had had this conversation before. Because uh, Sarah is, 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 is passionate about bronies and my little ponies. Yes. Um, but you know we, we and we see these kinds of communities 
that kind of start to revolve around and evolve around um, media that are supposed to um, help empower uh, young girls, mm -hmm. right? Um, and Sarah and I had had this conversation because I had had a conversation um, with some young men at a toy store <laughs> um, a month or two ago um, because there is now this this new community that they they that is is kind of uh, here and there being called Brozen, right? So kind of like bronies for Frozen. Yeah, I heard about that for the first time today. But yeah. And uh, so there was a, a group of young men, and they were college age, um, so 18, 19. Um, and since, you know, and I also kind of, not, not only did they look to be college age, but it was the middle of the day, and they should have all been in school if uh, they were high school students. Yeah. Um, but they were in um, the frozen aisle at the toy store. And they were making some really inappropriate comments. And there were mothers there with children. <clears throat> and I just say mothers because I didn't see any fathers there. Um, but there were mothers there with children. Um, and I was there, and I want to say that P was probably with me for some strange reason. Um, even though it was the middle of the day. But I remember specifically thinking, well, it can't be high school kids because they should be in school. Uh, so it may have been one of her weird days off or um, or some such thing. But, um, and I so I actually, you know, asked P to stand, you know, stand here for a second, like where I could see her. And I went and talked to them. And I was like, look. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have been there to see this. <laughs> In my calmest <laughs> voice, I had to tell them, you that shit is inappropriate, and we're going to have a real issue if you don't get what you came here and get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, so whatever you're talking about now, that shit is now. <laughs> wow. And, you know, and it's like, why do I have to do that? Right, and, and so it is, you know, and this is not that this is the case with all quote-unquote bros-in guys. Right. But, you know, and this, and there's lots, been lots of conversation going on on Facebook about Sarah's post for yeah. today as well. But um, as one young woman put it, so if someone gives you a fruit smoothie mm -hmm. that's 80% fruit and 20% shit, do you say, oh, it's still fruity good even though it's... So it does become this thing of... You know, when you have a significant portion, and a significant is anything more than one uh, portion of folks that are ruining your batch, it, it does become easy to say maybe, you know, the community existing as a whole becomes problematic because it does in many ways uh, perpetuate this kind of behavior. Um, because it, it's, you know... It is utterly <laughs> and completely inappropriate and likely to get your ass kicked for you to stand in a toy store and talk about the sexual attributes of Elsa as a character. Mm -hmm. 
um, when there are children or others around. There's, it's inappropriate for you to talk about that about any character. It's inappropriate for you to stand in the book section and talk about character characters in the Game of Thrones that that is violently and sexually pornographic at points mm -hmm. to a to a degree. If you want, depending on how you want to use the word pornographic, I don't consider it pornography, but explicit. How's that? Explicit. Uh, <laughs> it's still inappropriate for you to stand in a book aisle and talk about that shit. Right, yeah. take that elsewhere, right? And it's mo even more inappropriate for you to stand in the toy aisle when there are when there are children around, right? Yeah. So after I had um, convinced them that it was time to move along, P goes, "Mama, are they in trouble?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're probably still talking about that. <laughs> And I'm sure they are not saying anything positive about no. me at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you know what? I don't give a fuck. I really no. don't. No. <laughs> I mean, and th these are things that give you, you know, these aha moments. They go, okay. I mean, and, you know, and, and, and Sarah was fully aware that her post today was probably not going to be very popular. <laughs> <laughs> But I have seen Sarah uh, talk to uh, young men about uh, bronyism before, so we shall see how this all pans out in the end. <laughs> yeah, I think Alex is still having problems. Yeah, it looks like it. So, um, anything else about your aha moments before I... Uh, no, I think that just sort of got me more interested in the whole thing. Of course, now yeah. I can't, I can't play a game without thinking about. I mean, like I've been playing Luigi's Mansion, and I'm looking, I'm looking for them to make a mistake. Well, there are no women. No, there's no women, but I do have to suck the dog into the vacuum. Oh, I know that makes you sad to have to. But so far, I haven't been other utterly offended anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no women, but there's only him too. So there's yeah, some yeah. women ghosts. They have women ghosts. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I had to think back. I haven't played in a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I um my aha moment, and I was trying to think of what my aha moment is. You know, because I have two different aha moments. Um, my first aha moment um is when I decided that game studies was a thing that I wanted to do, needed to do, should do. Well, I always wanted to 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 do games. Um, and it was funny because, um, well, because I'm so much older than some of my cousins. I'm the oldest child of of the oldest child, um, in my in in my family. Um, mm -hmm. and my mother is uh twenty years older than her youngest sibling, so her youngest sibling's children. Are more like my nieces and nephews than my cousins because yeah. that's kind of where we where we fall age wise. Um, and on Facebook we were talking about games um, one day, and my cousin was like, "Yeah, it was because you guys gave us a Dreamcast," and I was like, "We gave you a Dreamcast?" <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, you gave us a Dreamcast," and this is when we started playing these things. Um, and 
I said, okay, so I, I feel like I am responsible in many ways for some of these things. Um, but my aha moment, um, hold on just a second. All right, apologies. So <laughs> my aha moment, my kid fell asleep in the car on the way home from the zoo and slept like all afternoon and half the evening. So now she refuses to go back to sleep because, um, you know, she should have been asleep two hours ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, so my aha moment was um, probably pretty soon after I moved here. So um, that would have been in 2000. Um, so the Dreamcast was still fairly new. Uh, but I was playing a Dreamcast game because I, I played a lot of um, games that my cousins slash, you know, cousins were playing um, because we would uh, play game, play the same games. And you could play through the Internet back then. There was a moment, I mean, a modem that you could buy that went with the... Uh, that went with the Dreamcast. Yeah, the Dreamcast came out in 1999. So you could play some games online together. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how we continued our, our kind of our gaming together was through the Dreamcast. Um, and there was a game, it was a boxing game um, that had a character who was so stereotypically racialized that I stopped for a moment and just kind of stared at it. Uh -huh. um, and I was like, okay, so, and this is probably why the guilt hit me. This is probably why I felt so guilty now that I think about it is because we had bought the Dreamcast. Um, I felt like I was, you know, contributing to this. Aiding and abetting. <laughs> Aiding and abetting, yes. But it was like, what is this teaching my, you know, what is this teaching, what is this teaching, I always call them my nephews anyway, anyway, and what is this teaching my nephews about race? Yeah. And it just, I mean, it hit me so hard. And I was like, you know, I realized this. And I'm a gamer. And it took me a while for it to kind of hit me in this way. What about parents that are giving these games to their kids and aren't gamers, right? They don't right. play the games. They don't play games with the kids. They send their kids to their room to play the game, so they never even walk past and see these things and see these actions. Uh, so they never see what's going on, and they never get to talk to their kids about it. I was like, this is something that needs to be talked about, and that was kind of my aha moment. Um, for my decision to kind of do game studies, so that was like in that was like in 2000, right? And then that became the moment where I started to try to figure out how to do game studies because this was new. Game studies was new at that point, right? It wasn't yeah. until um, you know <clears throat> Jim G's book came out um, that you know, folks started saying, and the humanities started saying, okay, games are something we can do in the humanities um, and talk about what they teach, right? Um, so it took a while, right? And I started to, you know, started to, you know, play games more critically, 
think about them, take notes, right? That's when games stopped being all fun and games. <laughs> but you know what? They really weren't up until that point because I had noticed these things before. But to me, they were just games that I played. And it wasn't until that moment that I guess I was mature enough to say, what is this doing in terms of children? Right, or even not in, just not in terms of children, but younger people, or even people in general, right? Yeah. Because I mean, I don't think just about kids now. I think about people in general. What is this saying about society to gamers in general, right? And that was that moment for me. And so I guess it, I guess I I needed to reach a certain level of maturity uh, before this was this was something that was ready to run, um, in my own mind. <clears throat> yeah. You so that up. was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just saying you just brought up a really weird memory from my childhood, which is. Uh, well, I, I hesitate to even bring it up, but I don't. I don't mean to criticize any either one of my parents because they're awesome people. But a, a situation happened <laughs> where. Do you remember the cartoon Heavy Metal? Yes. Well, I think my dad let me watch it, but he didn't realize I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And then um, my mother caught me reenacting this with the Barbies. Oh. And so, I, I, I don't know, I, I think about that occasionally because it, it sort of demonstrates to me how much it really affects people to see stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I didn't think anything was wrong with it, which is the scary part, of course. Well, well you were a kid. You didn't, you yeah. didn't think anything was I, I didn't. I just remember being very perplexed as to why my mother was mad. Um, not at me, but mad <laughs> in general. Right. Well, you were a kid, one. Uh, and two, it was a cartoon. Kids never think right. that cartoons are bad. I just thought we were watching a cartoon. And I don't even know that my dad thought I was watching it. I don't remember that clearly. but um, yeah. yeah, I never, like, like, Autumn doesn't understand. Like, she'll see cartoons, like, you know, we have Netflix that are divided into accounts, and there are restrictions on her account. But she'll, like, um, come like sometimes when we're working watching Netflix on like the game room TV, I'll just turn my account on and she'll see anime and she'll be like, Can I watch that? And I'm like, No. She's like, But it's a cartoon. I'm like, So let mm -hmm. me explain to you. There right. are different kinds of cartoons. There are cartoons that are for children. And then there are cartoons that are too grown up for kids because they deal with things that kids shouldn't have to deal with. And those are grown up cartoons. And it, it has taken a while for her to understand that you know, some cartoons are for are for grownups. You know, even though you know people think our, all cartoons are for kids, and so, and you know, especially when we were younger, Charlotte. I mean, yeah, it was a people cartoon. Thought cartoons were for kids. <laughs> yeah. That one was not. <laughs> no. So yeah, I totally completely understand. And that's sort of an extreme example, but I think that the whole the whole thing, the whole the whole rape culture and everything. It just feeds into it, even with adults. You know, it's just like no big deal. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. And I, I know that I probably um, <laughs> pissed uh, some folks off. Because um, someone on Facebook had posted a picture, and people were starting to share it. That was... It was supposed to be cute. It was, and I and I think I showed it to you guys. There was like one cat with another cat, yeah. and the cat was like licking the other cat. Look, cats clean each other. Yep. 
and the cat who was being licked was like, what are you doing? And then the cat who was doing the licking said, shh, just let it happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how can people think that's cute or funny? I was like, this is rape language, and you can't put it on cute cats and say, now this shit is funny. Right. So, you know, and, and I took issue with it on someone's post. Um, and then they, they uh, there was a little discussion, and then they just kind of started to ignore me. And I was like, <laughs> well, that's okay, because I've said what I needed to say at this point, and maybe somebody will think about that. Yeah. Because it's just not okay. No. It's not so. Yeah, I mean, and, and so we have those moments, and we have sometimes we have those moments where we have to make those decisions, right? Of whether or not you're going to be that that woman, that you're going to be that girl, you're going to be that person, you're going to be that guy, right? And yeah, sometimes, but, you know what, you got to be. Yeah, and I, I used to be more forceful, but I think I'm sort of more in what similar to what you just said. Now is I'm I'm pretty happy to just say my piece and let it go, and hope they think about it. Instead of yep. getting into like a big brawl. So. Well, I mean, it's, it's depending on the situation. But. <laughs> sometimes as you get older, you learn finesse. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. And then sometimes you get all up in a bunch of uh, 18 and 19 year old boys' faces in a, in a toy. In a target, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I have noticed in the past year or so that finesse does work because, you know, I'll do that, what, what you just said. Say my mm-hmm. piece, let it go, and then I've seen more than once. A few days later, somebody will post. You know, maybe I thought about that wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I don't go back and say yeah, but just in my head. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, I'm glad you thought about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and that's why we do what we do, right? To get people to think about it. Exactly. Exactly, and 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 to not you know cut people out of a conversation because well, I mean we we have people come to come to our site a lot and they come in and they're kind of immediately confrontational but we don't block them most mm-hmm. times unless they're being offensive mm-hmm. right and yeah. we don't you know ignore them um, but I try to engage them in real ways and say hey let's talk about this and let's talk about you know why this is an issue. And see if we can, you know, get to understand each other a little bit more. Right. So, yeah, so I think, you know, like I said, with age, maybe, <laughs> comes a little more finesse. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Some days. Some days. <laughs> Some days. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, that was my first aha moment. And my second aha moment... Um, was actually the thing that um, led to Not Your Mama's Gamer. Hmm. Um, Because Alex and I had had been chatting once or twice, and we had been talking about other podcasts that um, we were listening to way back in the day, because it's been almost four years now. God, can you believe it? Three and a half years now. No, I can't. Um, I know it doesn't seem like it, does it? Um, it's been three and a half years now, and podcasts were just kind of getting big, and there were no, there were very few podcasts that had women on them, um, and even fewer that were all women. Um, and 
I was just not seeing what I thought would I wanted to see in terms of podcasts doing feminist critique because there weren't any podcasts doing feminist critique. Um, there were you know podcasts that talked about gaming as women um, and all these other things that are great, right? Don't get don't get me wrong, but they weren't doing feminist critique, um, and they were clear about that. Um, and it was just kind of picking at me little by little. It's like, oh, I want that. I want that to be here. Um, but it wasn't. Um, so I had, you know, kind of hemmed and hawed about it a little. And then I don't remember what it was. Something happened. Um, and Alex Lane came into my office one day and she goes, we need to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Something made her mad. Something made her mad, and yeah, tell us. and that was and that was what I needed to kind of push me over because I was like, okay, so now even though I've wanted to do this for a while, um, I couldn't kind of justify doing it to or putting it together in my own mind um, just to um, satisfy or sate my own desire for a feminist podcast. Well, I was like, now it becomes a teachable moment, and I can bring. <laughs> bring students down the rabbit hole. I can bring students down the rabbit hole. Um, trust me, Alex was already halfway down that rabbit hole uh, before she even got here. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, and I was like, sure, let's do this. Um, so I think you should stop calling her Alex Lane though, because she's gonna get mad. Oh, I'm sorry, Doctor Alex Lane was already <laughs> halfway down that rabbit hole. <laughs> before she got here. Um, so that was kind of my second aha moment. It was kind of that, that realization that I needed something else. Um, you know, I needed more. And that was uh, that was that fun bit for me. Um, yeah. So I've, I had two aha moments. I guess I did too, but I didn't know my first one was an aha moment until after months after with heavy rain. Yeah, heavy rain can do that to you. I'm telling you. Yeah, I am telling you. Well, my star's getting frisky over here. <laughs> I was like, "What is wrong with her?" No, the stars star started to make noise. She's mad. She wants to play. Oh. I think that she hears me talking and she's like, oh, we're talking. You're talking to me. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And Alex still hasn't made it back. So, you know what? We're going to give. We'll go through some of the other things. And if she shows up before we're done, we'll let her share her aha moments. If not, we'll make her write about it. Okay. Sounds good. Um. So. I don't know if we have deals for this week, but we definitely have some. Oh, okay. I thought you had plugged them in, but that's last times, I guess. Yep. But the reason I thought you plugged them in is because one of them is, in fact, the Humble Bundle. So the weekly sale this time. Let me pull it up again. I didn't pull it up because I thought you had, but anyway. I guess that was me from last time. Mm -hmm. uh, the Humble Bundle weekly sale this time is pretty cool. I have everything, of course. Um, but if you don't have everything, it's awesome. 
particularly because it has Limbo, which is one of my all-time favorite games. Which in, oh, the weekly sale, right. Yeah, weekly sale. Uh, but it has Thomas Was Alone. Um, all of these are probably good. I'm just naming the ones that I love. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Limbo, Lone Survival, Survivor, which I've been talking about lately. Mm -hmm. um, and it's sort of pay what you want, but if you want the really good ones, you got to pay $6. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I had one last night, but I'm not sure if it's still a thing, so let me check. Well, while he's checking on that, if you also, the, the Humble Bundle, if you have a um, an Android device, the Humble Bundle, which is uh, pay pay what you want uh, as well, but to get all the games, you have to pay over the average, which is, as of this moment is $5.31. Mm. Um, you get great games for your Android device. You get um, The Cave, which is that Double Find adventure game. That was terrible. Um, that, well, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, it, it might be better. I think it would be better on a touchscreen device. It might be. It might be easier to deal with. Um, room 2. The Room 2, yeah. Um, and if you like Euro board games, Carcassonne. Right? Yeah. So, and all of those, but you also get Paper Monsters, R-Type, and EnviroBear 2010. Um as the premium games, then Bagot R Type 2 and um, Rotten uh, Sword and Shadow are the ones that you get no matter what. <clears throat> so that if you have an Android device, those are, I mean, that's a great a great deal. You know, yeah, I can see what you, your point on the cave and Android. The mechanics were too frustrating. and uh... that, that was the, really the thing about the playing it on PC or, uh, or console is that the yeah. mechanics were, were frustrating. It just took too long to get anything done. It might work better with a touchscreen. <laughs> it might. Yeah. The room two, I haven't played that one. The room, the first room was really cool. It was. Um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, the one I thought, well, the one I was going to talk about yesterday is gone now, so we'll just not talk about that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry. It, it should make you sad because it was Portal. Two. Well, I got Portal. Two. I know you do, but other people might not, and they should. But it's all about me. Of course, yeah. Well, if you too bad you missed it. Portal Two was five bucks yesterday, so and, and both and both of them together were six dollars and twenty four cents nice. on on Steam. But it'll probably come back around. So just hold on. Um, <laughs> you know, the Steam summer sale is going to be coming soon enough. Ah, true. I don't. That's that's dangerous, dangerous territory for me. I know. I'm 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 determined this year not to buy a bunch of crap on the Steam summer sale. Well, when I was looking through my Steam library recently, I there was there's games on there that I really want to play that I literally didn't know I had. Well, I, I've done that before. I've gone, like, seen that games were on sale on Steam and go, oh, I'm going to buy that. And it'll go, and I'll go click through and it'll be like, you already own this game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to try not to go crazy this year on the Steam summer sale because I'm pretty sure I haven't played 25% of the shit that I bought on last year's Steam summer sale. No, I actually went and counted. I forget the number now, but I went and counted, and there's something like, just the ones I want to play still. Because, you know, with hum Humble Bundles and whatnot, you get a lot of games that you don't care about. Yeah. But there's like 30 games or something that I own that I want to play still. Yeah. That's a so, lot. That, that That is a lot. You haven't even been able to play them long enough to see if you hate them. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in some cases, in some cases, I know I love them and just don't ever go back. Yeah, that happens too. So, yeah, all that's right. all. That's all I've seen. There hasn't been a lot lately. I, I don't know why. Well, people, we're getting ready for the next wave of AAA titles, and even not even the next wave of AAA titles, but the next wave of uh, any titles is coming up too. Because we got Transistor coming from. Uh, Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Cool, because I need some new games. Um. Uh. Super Giant Games. Cool. I need. I need some more games. Right. Transistor's coming. Um. Next month, May twentieth, from Super Giant Games. You got Transistor coming. We've got. Um. Watchdogs coming. Um. We got all kinds of new stuff coming. So it's kind of in this lull period. Yeah, that's what I figured, because there was not much yesterday, there's not much today, so. Yeah, so we got some stuff coming, but it's we're in a lull right now, and that's okay. Yeah, it definitely is. <clears throat> we need lulls every now and then to catch up on the stuff that we uh, haven't had a chance to play yet. Sure, buy a new console and a couple new games, I mean, mm -hmm. either way. Yeah, I want to see how long you're going to hold out on that Xbox One. At least until after Scotland. I'm not going to Scotland and leaving that thing in my house, so. Um. Let me tell you what you. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like my whole luggage, you know, allowance. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's heavy. Yeah. Um. So, I guess we can um, we can uh, talk about our next show. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Oh. So we've got uh, episode seventy-seven coming up. Um, where uh, in episode seventy-seven. Um, thanks to Charlotte, we are going to, and it's a game that Charlotte has talked about before, yeah. um, right? Dominic Pamplemousse, mm -hmm. um, which is an indie game um, that uh, it won the no, it was a finalist, right? Yeah. In the IGF, uh, the Independent Games. Um, competition um, and it's a game that's made by uh, Deidre Kai I think I hope is how you pronounce her last name or their last name uh, K-I-A-I -I. Um, and it looks like a very very cool game um, it is a musical mystery game <laughs> yeah it looks awesome and it's so quirky and fun and that's everything I love about an indie game. Um, so it's only five dollars if you're looking for a deal. Yeah, it's only five bucks on Steam. That should be your deal of the week. Yes. Um, because Didra is going to be here to talk to us about their game um, on our next show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will be a whole lot of fun. So, and we're all going to play. Uh, going to have played the game by the time. Um, all of us that are going to be there are going to have played the game by the time that one rolls around. So um, there may be some spoilers. So definitely for folks who are listening, uh, you might want to check out that game before next time. Or you can just buy it and support um, a great indie game or a fun indie game or a quirky indie game. Um, but definitely I'll put a link in the show notes. You can check out the video and see how uh, and see what I mean about quirky and fun. Um, 
And we'll see how that works out next time. I'm excited for that. I am too. I'm very thrilled. So, yeah, I'm always. It's been a while. Well, not a while, but it's been a little bit. It's been a couple months, probably. With the way as crazy things have been around here since we've done an interview show. So I'm glad we're getting back to our interview shows. I miss them. Yeah. Awesome. So that's going to be episode 77. Um, and this brings us to the end of episode 76 as uh, replete with our uh, Comcast issues as we have been uh, uh, this week as a whole. Jeez, it's been crazy. Yeah, um, I'm happy I made it through. <laughs> see, I have my brand spanking new modem because mine died and I just went and got a new one instead of waiting two weeks this time. Oh, yeah. No, definitely just take it to them. Don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, that's uh, like I said, that'll bring us to the end of episode 76. And until episode 77, if you want to get in touch with us and leave us voicemail, video mail, email, you can do all of those things. You can email us at nymgamer at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at nymgamer. You can check us out and like us on Facebook and have kind of links to all of our daily pithy blog posts at facebook.com. Just look for Now Your Mom's Gamer. Um, and if you uh, want to just put us in your RSS feed um, so that you can see our blog posts every day or just stop by every day as a part of your regular morning routine with your cup of coffee, you can go to nymgamer.com. Right? Does that cover everything? <laughs> oh, Tumblr. See, if uh, Facebook and all those other things is not your thing, you can go to nymgamer.tumblr.com. So, until next week, folks, stay warm, stay dry, because apparently it's raining. And as always, game on. Game on. <laughs>